There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Well, exciting day as it always is uh, when you get to bring in, officially bring in uh, new members to your, your football program. Um, it's, uh, it's just the beginning uh, for these guys, but it's, it's also the end of a lot of uh, hard work that's, that's put in by so many people to, um, to convince them that, that Montana State and Bobcat football is going to be the, the right, uh, right place for their, uh, their next step. And it is such an important decision, uh, one that we don't, uh, we don't take lightly. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a process that, that we're as thorough as we can possibly be. And a lot of these relationships go back multiple years. Uh, and then there's, there's some cases where they go back, um, multiple weeks. So that's the nature of recruiting. And, you know, it's, it's about moving your football program forward. Uh, you know, in this new world of, of college football, which is not just new this year, but with, with transfer portal and, and NIL, um, you know, it's, you gotta, you gotta stay nimble. You gotta be on your toes. Um, and you, you can't be surprised by anything. And I know a couple of weeks back, uh, we had a few members of our team go on the transfer portal. And, you know, I, I spoke to that a little bit on Monday, but, you know, that uh, creates opportunity for others. So, you know, we're, we understand that's going to be part of, uh, part of how it goes. And uh, we need to be able to, you know, continue to build our, our team, um, from the ground up and primarily do that with high school players, uh, of which we had 18 today, but then also with transfers, uh, which we had one as of today, but uh, we're certainly in the midst of, of recruiting a few others uh, between now and the time the semester starts in a little under a month. So, you know, 18 high school players, uh, you know, our foundation uh, has been and will be starting with Montana high school players, uh, fortunate to sign uh, eight of them today, you know, uh, we feel like if we can get uh, a good number from our state, that's 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 the absolute uh, place we need to start and really feel good about the guys we are bringing in from the state of Montana. You know, then we look at our neighboring states, uh, you know, two of which we signed one, uh, one player, one from Wyoming, one from Idaho, and then extended to the Pacific Northwest in Washington, Oregon. And this year, we're very fortunate to sign five young men from the state of Washington. Uh, we've, we've continued to hit to the populated areas of, uh, of California and Texas, and just so happens right now as we stand today, we'll sign three, uh, three Texas natives and excited about that group and continue to look at those areas 
you know, uh, simply because the population, the, the level of football play in there, and then the, the continued connections within our team of guys having successful, um, impactful uh, experiences while they're while they're here. You know, when a when a young man can come up here from whether it's Dallas, Houston, LA, uh, you name it, and he can he can get around guys that are from. You know, not all, not always the same school by any means, but the same area. Um, and, and those players here can uh, articulate very well that they're having a great experience both on and off the field. It uh, makes the recruiting process that much that much easier. Uh, so that wraps up the high school 18. Uh, like I said, we're adding one transfer today. Um, Rohan Jones out of uh, University of Maine. Uh, that's the one that I would say is two weeks in the making, but really uh, appreciate Rohan. Um, you know, jumping on board and really excited about what what he's going to be able to do. So, you know, other numbers, I know we're we're split. We're nine on offense right now and or 10 on offense, nine on defense at this point. Uh, I think we went into this process thinking that number would be fairly balanced. And that's where it, it looks today. I, I know we'll look to add a player or two on, on each side of the ball from here on out. So we suspect that that number is going to remain fairly balanced as, as this class ultimately finishes up um, through February. And you know, a lot of cases, uh, you know, where there's ads in the spring, springtime as well. Um, I think people that I know that, that I need to recognize, first and foremost, uh, uh, Chandler Arbrizani has done a great job um, as our general manager. A lot of people wonder what that entails. It entails a lot. Uh, he handles our operations uh, to a great extent, but then he also heads up our recruiting. So uh, our recruiting plan, our recruiting uh, contact in particular when uh, young men and their families are on campus. Um, and he's done, you know, this has been year two for him. Uh, he's done a terrific job in organizing those efforts and making making the young men and their, their, their families feel more than welcome when they're here on campus. Um, and on that note, the help that we get from, from people across campus, um, whether that's in specific academic areas, whether it's just across the way in, in the student athlete academics, uh, admissions office, uh, you know, it's, it's really a collaborative effort when we have young people here on campus to be able to tell the, the story of what an experience at Montana State would look like. You know, we had uh, a lot of these guys that we signed were here on, on game days. So what goes into that is certainly a, uh, an amazing game day experience uh, where, you know, uh, there's so many uh, positive uh, touch points for for these guys, whether it's fans in the stands, or more so just people they interact with uh, in the community. And you know, I, I do want to thank our, our fans, uh, the Bozeman community, for uh, for just being genuine in those uh, those scenarios. I, I think uh, guys leave here knowing that they're going to be going to a place where football is really important, and they're going to be supported in a tremendous way. You know, certainly our players. I, I already alluded to it. They're a big part of uh, recruiting when when our when our players. Um, host host uh, recruits and are around recruits, and they can they can speak very clearly of, of of their experience and how it's going for them, and be genuine. Um, that's maybe as most the most impactful uh, interaction that a the young man and his family will get. So you know, appreciate our players' efforts, and, and you know, um, they know that uh, you know we need to keep moving this this football program forward, and their participation in the recruiting process is extremely important. Certainly our assistant coaches come into play, uh, you know, whether it's the you know, recruiting specific areas within our, our recruiting footprint, um, the position coaches, the relationships that they build with specific position uh, 
players. Uh, you know, that's that's a painstaking uh, many, many hours, many, many conversations uh, that go into building those relationships. And, and you know, certainly want to thank them, them all for their efforts. It is a collective effort for sure. And uh, we feel like we have a great institution to sell. Um, an amazing community. Um, don't take that, don't take that for granted. And I, I spoke to our game day experience, but I think what that uh, that shows young men and their families that again that football matters here. They're gonna they're gonna get an opportunity to play college football in an environment um, and in front of fans like uh, like you, you're supposed to, uh, like you want to, like you dream of. And a lot of these guys from outside of our footprint, probably two three years ago, maybe didn't see themselves at Montana State. But as it gets closer and we become, you know, a real, uh, real key uh, or a real uh, possible choice for them, you know, the way they see our opportunity, um, I think uh, it becomes pretty clear in, in the experience they get because of what they're looking for ultimately in a college experience, whether it is the institution, the community or the football program all comes together. So what I'll do uh, next is I'll go through all the guys uh, alphabetically and just uh, speak to them uh, to some degree. Uh, I say alphabetically, be the high school kids. I'll start with Rohan though. Uh, Rohan Jones, uh, a tight end, uh, really a hybrid, you know, uh, the, the, probably the purest form of what, a, what an H-back um, might look like. You know, we didn't necessarily go into this recruiting cycle thinking we were going to take a transfer tight end. I think as, as our season went along um, and we played without Derek Snell for six six games um the second half of the season uh it became you know so so uh, you know obvious how critical a guy like Derek was and if we could we could get that again in the recruiting process um you know let's go after it so opportunity became available once we got out of the season uh to add a guy to that that position room and and um I, I told coach Barker that Monday after uh, season ended to just, uh, you know, look and see what's out there. And I got recruiting that week, got back at the end of the week and, and looked at what he had shown. And it was apparent that Rohan um, possessed um, a lot of the same skills. I'm not saying he is Derek Snell, but, uh, you know, the way he was utilized that main, um, you know, a lot of that meshed with how we want to utilize uh, that hybrid type of guy. So it's super excited about uh, what he's going to bring. He's He's got two years to play, uh, but he's 22 years old at the same time. Uh, coming out of Montreal, uh, Quebec, Canada, he had played uh, post-grad university uh, football for, for a couple of years before he went to the University of Maine. And uh, it's a very mature young man. I think uh, know, he knows what he's looking for. And uh, I think it really is one of those, those cases of where, um, you know, right place, right time on both sides that this all came together. And I know we we play them as well next year, which was a which is a sidebar. But uh, really excited about uh, you know who he is as a player and who he is as a person. Anytime you take transfers in, you you know, you're real you know, sensitive to how they will fit in um, in the locker room and with our guys. And I have no doubt that Ryan's going to fit in real well. Uh, going through our high school kids now, starting with Ryan Bowles, a linebacker out of Woodenville, Wisconsin, or Wisconsin, Woodenville, uh, Washington. Um, you know, we aim to, to sign a couple linebackers in this class. Uh, you know, obviously the guys we were playing with uh, between uh, Nolan departing and then Danny McCade, uh, even Cole Bullock all being seniors next year, it was real important that we get a guy that uh, is pretty fit, pretty far along physically. Um, so real 
you really selected to figure out who that was going to be. Ryan was here at camp in the summer and it felt like, you know, if we could sign Ryan Bowles, we would be, we'd be on point with uh, what we were looking for at that position. And, you know, he committed um, and then he went on and had a, a tremendous year, both on offense and defense um, for playoff team in Woodville. And, you know, they they made the, the state playoffs in, in Washington and he just really pleased with, with who he is as an athlete, who he is, as a linebacker to this point, you know, obviously there's development that uh, needs to occur. He doesn't need to play necessarily day one, but a guy like him, you, you tap as a guy that could play pretty early in his career, especially with those guys being seniors next year. So really excited about Ryan and what he could bring to the table. Uh, next up, Seth Brock out of uh, Boise, Idaho Eagle High School, um, you know, aim to take a defensive end in this class. Uh, it's a position group that we have uh, Pretty widespread spread depth, depth, but we lost a couple guys this year to graduation, um, and, and that will obviously continue. And, and we need to continue to stock that position group. That's a position group that's vitally important in our defense. Um, Seth's a guy that uh, you know came up here last spring, um, not for camp, but for junior day, and, and liked what we liked what we saw in him. And I, I think we felt like at least we had our foot in the door on the recruiting side, you know, continued along the evaluation process with him and um, really liked how he played this fall, uh, both on offense and defense for a very good Eagle high school team. Uh, he says also a wrestler. Um, so there's a aggressive nature to him uh, that, that showed up on the football field. And obviously that needs to carry over to our defensive end position. Those guys need to be um, very good athletes, but they need to be willing to be physical. And I think Seth's certainly that. Uh, next up, Key Christensen. Um, Athlete, we intend on playing him at receiver out of Dillon. Um, led uh, Beaverhead County to a state championship at the Class A level. Um, really liked how how Key played this year, and, and you know he he led his team in every which way, playing quarterback, playing safety, being impactful in special teams. Um, you know, uh, winning a state championship at any level isn't easy, and you need guys like Key to take you take it home and and and. And Key was biggest in the the, the biggest moments. Um, so, you know, excited to get another player out of Dillon. Um, excited to get a player whose father uh, Matt played here. And I think those those stories are always uh, important because you know I think a kid like Key who's growing up a Bobcat, um, it means that much more to him. Um, and, and we trust that he's going to do everything he can to make make the most of it. Uh, next up, Mason Deathman. Um, Brockton, Montana, but uh, goes to Freud High School as part of the Freud Medicine Lake uh, Co-op. Uh, made it to the six, uh, the six man championship this year. Has been part of championship teams earlier uh, in his in his high school career. A tremendous basketball player as well. You know, Mason, Mason's certainly been on a radar for a while now. Um, big raw athlete, six uh, four, uh, two hundred plus pounds. You know, you watch him on the six man field he's he does everything you know he, he's played quarterback a whole bunch he's played more of a tight end position he's played safety he's played linebacker he's played wherever they needed and in, in, in the six-man game to go as far as uh, they did uh, you need a you need a star and, and Mason was clearly that star uh, you know and he's a guy that we see as a developmental guy uh, meaning it's my it might take a year or two but uh you know, uh, no, no different than some of our other small, small town guys, the athleticism, the competitiveness that he brings. We trust that he is going to, he's going to find a way. Uh, next up alphabetically, Aiden Kaplan, O lineman, Lake Creek High School down in Montgomery, Texas, just north of Houston. 
Uh, Aiden's a guy that uh, that came to camp this summer. Because um, unfortunately, we had a couple of these guys at that camp. We we got rained out. We got lightninged out. So we got to see enough to measure him. And and I know Coach Johnson got to see enough to to do some some initial drills. But it wasn't going to be about what he did necessarily at camp. It was going to be about what he did as a senior. And um, Aiden playing at a high level down in Texas. Uh, really had a good year, um, you know, and continued to do the things that, that we look for in our line and play with play, play with a physical nature, um, play really hard. You know, he was, he was playing tackle for, for Lake Creek, but we see him more as an interior guy. Um, you know, all of our offensive linemen in particular are guys that we see red shirting, but, you know, at the same time, that position room is going to turn over um, a, a bunch in the next couple of years. So guys like Aiden, you know, have to be on that track to be ready to go in a couple of years. And, and physically, you know, at 6'2", 285, really strong in the weight room. Uh, we see that out of Aiden. Uh, next up, Ontario Latin Henley, uh, running back out of uh, Washington High School uh, in Tacoma. Um, extremely talented young man. Uh, had started his career at Eastside Catholic, uh, transferred back essentially to his, his home district uh, in, in, in Washington High School as a junior. Has been... Um, you know, crazy productive over time. And, and Eastside Catholic certainly one of the top programs in the state. And then transferring back uh, to Washington, you know, maybe didn't have the, the same supporting cast, but continued to to do whatever they were asked. You watch some of his, you know, film this year, he was doing all kinds of things. And we see him as a, as a running back, uh, you know, um, but a guy that could be versatile, a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield, uh, a guy that can, can be on special teams and add, potentially to the return game. Um, again, a room that uh, has some really good depth, um, won't necessarily be pressed in, into action, but over the long haul, we feel like Ontario's got a bright, bright future. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities, bringing a world-class fiber network to homes, communities, and businesses of all sizes, ensures Montanans have access to fast, reliable, and secure internet and phone services. Are you ready for fiber internet? To find out if fiber is coming to your area, visit goblackfoot.com slash ready for fiber. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Uh, next up, Rocky Lencioni from here in Bozeman. Um, part of a great program there, Bozeman High, obviously state champs this year. Uh, Rocky was a key component, uh, both on offense and defense, playing receiver on offense and safety on defense. Um, not only this year's team, but the runner-up team uh, the previous year as well. And, you know, really like uh, what Rocky brings to the table as a competitor, you know, and you see it on the basketball court as well. Um, and, and he's bigger than I think people think. You know, at 6'3", 210, um, he probably doesn't look that. And, you know, that tight end room for us is a, is a collection of a lot of different body types. And, you know, ultimately what, what Rocky will need to get to weight-wise, you know, we, we'll see. That'll, that'll take a couple of years to maybe get in that 230, 235 range. But uh, tremendous ball skills. You know, the, the, the catches, I, I'm sure you guys had them on the highlight reels week after week. You know, the catches that he came up with uh, through the course of the year, that's just, that's real natural to him. And... You know, the way he was, um, I think the, the aggressive nature he played on defense, um, really like how that translates to his ability to be physical now. You know, and again, we use our tight ends in a lot of different ways. And, um, you know, we see a real place for Rocky uh, down the road. Really excited to add him to the program. Uh, Jace McMillan, uh, DB out of uh, Katie Tompkins High School uh, down in the Houston area. 
Um, you know, Jace is a, a young man that's also Drew Polidor's high school that, uh, you know, I think there was, there was a lot of recruiting uh, throughout this process. And, you know, uh, I think Coach Baptiste, John Baptiste, Nick, John Baptiste, we call him BAP, but, uh, you know, he recruits that area, did a good job identifying that Jace was a guy that we'd have a, you know, real good, uh, real good shot at, got Brian Shepard, our you know, corners coach involved through the process. Um, I think really developed a, a solid relationship with those guys. Um, Jace was up for, for a game late in the season um, and really, you know, fell in love with our environment. I think you recruit those Texas kids from those big programs that are used to playing in front of people and they're used to football mattering. You know, our place translates really well. Um, Jace is a, a fast, fast kid too. And he's, uh, he's going to do well on the track this, this spring. And, and certainly we feel like that translates well to how he's going to play that corner position also plays basketball, but really excited about Jace. Um, Jace's commitment to considering all the different uh, places that he had options to, to look at. Uh, Ryan Nansel's uh, next. Uh, Ryan's young man from, from Bozeman as well. Went to Gallatin High School. Um, thought Ryan really came on the scene this last calendar year, uh, you know, really starting with with a, a great track season. Um, he was second in the long jump. Actually, was second to Coulter Petrie, who was on our, uh, our team as well. But jumped out there, jumped out of camp this summer uh, at our team camp. He he was the fastest guy in camp. And, and you know, I, I'd seen Ryan play, you know, with my boys playing over at Gallatin, a bunch between basketball and football. But, you know, really thought he blossomed this year, uh, you know, at playing that corner position, playing some receiver, um, has good size, uh, good speed, um, is explosive as evidence of the long jump uh, numbers from last year, really tackled well this year. And, you know, we think his best days are ahead and uh, really excited about Ryan uh, and just what he's going to become um, in these years to come. Uh, Dalton Noble out of uh, hometown is Clancy, but uh, goes to Jefferson County in Boulder. Uh, Dalton's a, a lineman that we've been on for quite some time. And, um, you know, I think really built a solid relationship going back, you know, to this to the winter actually last year. Yeah, felt like Dalton's the type of uh, developmental lineman that you're looking for. Has good height, has a good build, is athletic. Um, he's a good basketball player. He played on both sides of the ball, really played hard. Um, came over here a bunch. I think really, you know, uh, you know, his relationship with with Montana State just in general was very solid. I know through the process, he ultimately committed somewhere else for for a time. Um, but through the last probably three, four weeks, uh, became apparent that, that we'd have a, a good chance to get back uh, in on it and, and, you know, staying closer to home, um, playing for the Bobcats, um, going to school here, that, that combination of things won out, won out. And, you know, we're, we're thrilled about Dalton. Dalton's a very intelligent young man, uh, like I said before, uh, you know, has the frame, has all the athleticism, um, and has a determination about him that, uh, you know, you look at guys in that room that they need. And, uh, you know, he might be, a, you know, a, a year away from being a 280, 90-pound guy, but he's going to get there. So really excited that uh, we got Dalton in the fold. And, and you know, that was, a, that, was, that was a good get over the last couple of weeks to make, make sure that happened. Uh, next up, Brendan Ross, um, DB from Rockwall down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And a very good program down there. You know, as we start evaluating DBs, uh, you know, they don't all need to be the same. We have, we really have four different positions, the two corner spots and then the three uh, 
three between the nickel, uh, the strong and the free safeties. And, you know, it became apparent that, uh, you know, Brendan really fit with uh, the position versatility, versatility that we're, we're looking at. Was really, really played a strong safety spot um, at the high school level, played at a, a very high level, um, but has the flexibility, I think, to play the nickel spot, uh, can run, can tackle, can cover, um, you know, and, and again, like Jace came up um, here for a game late in the season, and I, I think the same thing applied that, uh, you know, this place really made sense to him as far as coming from Texas, coming from a place where there's fans in the stands, there's expectations, all those things. Um, he was real excited to jump on board and, and really pleased to have a guy like Brendan because Brendan's the guy that, you know, those DBs that can come in, you know, day one and be able to compete for, for opportunities. Uh, next up, Dane Steele, uh, wide receiver, Sheridan, Wyoming. Uh, the third of the Steele brothers. Um, I tell him all the time, you're the best of the three brothers, and, and everybody gets a laugh out of that. But we've had Coy here, obviously, and Brock now as a uh, redshirt freshman going into a sophomore year. Um, they're all a little bit different. I, I will say that Dane, um, Dane size wise, and, and some of those things probably compares more to Coy than to Brock uh, than the, the pedigree. Coy played basketball. Dane's a you know a top level wrestler, um, and you know opportunity for them all to succeed in the, in the Sheridan program has been there. And uh, you know, Dane, you know, I think uh, his uh, his numbers, the, the the way the team has done uh, the last couple of years. And, you know, he was named the, the Max Preps Wyoming State, State Player of the Year just yesterday. I saw, you know, he's he's done exceptional things. It had been part of a program, a shared program, um, you know, the success they've had over the past decade and how their how their players are coached, um, you know, has been evident both with the Steele brothers and the Coon brothers here. So to get another one um, out of those two two families, we're really excited about it and you know, feel like Dane's got a real bright future whether it's uh, you know at receiver in the return game potentially and, and certainly just being involved in special teams in general. Next up, uh, Heiji Tanupo, uh, D-tackle out of uh, Eastside Catholic, um, was a teammate uh, of Ontario for a couple of years. They're from a, a pretty a similar neighborhood in Tacoma. Um, AJ played the four years up there. Um, AJ's a big dude. He's, uh, he's all of 6'2 plus, 295 pounds, extremely athletic, played both O and D-line. Again, I mentioned that before, Eastside Catholic's a very good program um, in the Seattle area, and, and AJ was certainly one of their best players this year, and um, super excited about what he brings as far as that size and athleticism. You know, he is, like all our guys, has to develop, but uh, less development there, uh, certainly on the, the weight and strength side than, than most might have. So, you know, I think AJ is a guy that's going to have a profound impact here um, beyond the size, though, just to like I said, the athleticism and the way he plays and the passion he plays the game with is exactly what we're looking for. Uh, next up, Leuven's uh, Valson from Auburn. Um, uh, Leuven's, did I say? I'm going pretty fast here. Leuven's Valson. Okay. Um, seeing again, we we talked about it relative to Rohan. You know how that position group for us has evolved. Um, having having guys with versatility, um, we're looking for something maybe a little bit different than most. And, and you know, Leuven's is uh, you know six one uh, maybe in change, uh, two ten really put together. Played played like receiver um, more for them, but they motion him back in. He'd carry the football. Um, they'd throw screens to him. Um, 
so you see a guy that has all these skills. He flip over to the other side, play play defensive end. He's on a state championship basketball team. He can jump out of the gym. Um, but body type wise, it's maybe not something that everybody's looking for. But it's, it was exactly what we were looking for: his collection of skills and what he'll bring to that uh, that tight end room. Maybe a couple years down the road, uh, he's a guy that was a basketball player primarily growing up. Uh, transitioned more to football probably between sophomore and junior year um, and really excelled uh, this year and made plays in so many different ways. So it's really excited about the versatility he brings, the the unique nature of all the things he's done, you know, uh, relative to like, you know, Derek Snell coming here and being more of a high school running back. And then again, what he was able to do. So, you know, trying to again, mold that room and have a lot of different uh guys as far as their body types or skill sets is what we're after and Leuven's really uh fulfilled what we we're looking for from a high school perspective next up uh, Hudson Weens uh D tackle from here in Bozeman uh to 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 say we've had this long-standing relationship is uh, to slight it uh you know I remember going in probably to look at uh, Everett Carr maybe in particular uh when Hudson was just a sophomore and, and, and seeing them in a morning workout and you know, certainly taking note from that point forward that uh, Hudson would be a guy down the road that we would be after. And really from that point forward, the number of times he's been over at, uh, here at campus, it's almost like he's been part of the team for a couple of years, uh, you know, and he's continued to get uh, better and better through, uh, you know, the junior year into the senior year was certainly uh, a key, key component of that state championship playing center, um, playing nose, um, oftentimes taking on double teams, triple teams, and uh played played his tail off all year and you know um he translates well to what what our defensive tackles have looked like coming out of high school and uh, i suspect he's gonna you know playing one side of the ball he's gonna be able to continue to flourish so you know to get both those those guys from bozeman high off that team um was was really important to us uh, they both uh you know, jumped on board uh, a while back and, and if, you know, we've had longstanding relationships uh, with the both of them, probably Hudson in particular. Uh, next up, another Bozeman product, Josh Woodbury at Gallatin High School. Um, you know, Josh is a guy that uh, has played a lot of football for Gallatin, but at the same time has dealt with a fair amount of injuries. And then this year, uh, fortunately had this year where, um, you know, it all it all clicked for him. He was he was healthy. He was all over the field, both on on offense and defense. You know, uh, I, I, good fortune to see him play quite a bit this fall and in every game. Um, there was no doubt that Josh was going to be right in the middle of the fray on defense, and then he was going to be able to make a few plays on the offensive side. Uh, another guy that uh, has father Mike played here, um, so growing up a Bobcat was was certainly part of his story, but. But more so, this was about Josh having this this senior season where he he earned this opportunity, um, and you know couldn't be more happy to get him in the program because I, I know we're going to get everything out of out of Josh. Josh is going to put everything he has into it, and you know um, he will you know trust that he won't be denied. And, and we see him as a as a linebacker right now. Um, and, you know what is he, what he's able to contribute there, but then also on special teams down the road, I, I think is, uh, you know, it's something we can count on. So really excited about Josh and Ryan from Gallatin again, and, and Hudson and Rocky from Bozeman. They have four guys here from, from in town, uh, you know, speaks to those programs. 
but uh, it also speaks to those guys wanting to stay home because this is the program they they grew up watching. Uh, a couple guys left, uh, Jabez Wood, Woods, uh, receiver out of Graham Papowson, uh, just south of Tacoma, Spanaway, Washington, uh, runner-ups uh, in Washington at, at the highest level. You know, Jabez is a guy that uh, he was a key, key contributor to, uh, to all that, uh, you know, uh, used in so many different ways, uh, 5'11", 180, he's, and he's squeezing everything he can out of that, but uh, you know, whether it's jet sweeps, screens, uh, down the field throws, uh, he was a, you know, returns, a key, key player um, on that team that had so, so much success. And he is a competitor. And that's, it's one thing that's the common thread of those five Washington guys, um, you know, real competitors and, and uh, guys that, uh, you know, you can just, you feel that they, they want to achieve at a, at a high level. And Jabez, Jabez is certainly, is certainly that. And, and you know, the way we, we want to use our receivers is in a multitude of ways. And, and Jabez brings um, that versatility, that, that position group day one. Uh, last uh, up on the list, uh, Braden Zimmer, um, old lineman out of Billings West. Uh, you know, Braden's a guy that, uh, that I saw last year uh, in basketball. And, you know, you say that's, that's what a tackle is supposed to look like. Um, you know, 6'6", six, six, uh, probably at that time, you know, 220 going through the basketball season last year. Uh, but really hadn't hadn't quite got there on the football field. Last year as a junior was his first year playing offensive line. You know, also played basketball. I played baseball growing up. Um, so really, you know, I don't think became an alignment in the truest sense until this year. And then he had, he had a terrific year for West, uh, playing on both sides of the ball, um, showing the athleticism, um, showing how uh, – um, how hard he played and uh, showing a toughness about him. And, and, you know, those are all things that we, that we look for. And he's got this frame, um, you know, he's playing basketball again. So, so weight wise, you know, the 225 is probably pretty accurate, uh, but he is six, six and, and his ability to put the weight on is just a, a matter of putting that basketball down and, and starting to be committed to it as far as the, the way that looks uh, in the weight room and eating and those type of things, but really excited about Braden's athleticism and, you know, how that's going to translate, you know, a couple of years down the road. So that's the group. Um, take a breath here, get a drink of water, but then ask, answer any questions that you guys have. Have you or a loved one been charged or accused of a crime? If so, the stress can leave anyone feeling helpless and alone. But you don't have to be alone. Hi, I'm Dave Maldonado, and I've successfully defended Montanans for over a decade in these situations. So if you're tired of being scared, let's get you prepared. To see how, visit BigSkyDefender.com today. You are not alone. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to find out more on how you can fight back against local and federal criminal charges. Um, I guess we've talked about the recruiting areas that your coaches have. Can you maybe just for the record or whatever, go kind of detail which specific Yeah, areas. yeah. So, so Bobby Daly is our primary recruiter here in, in Montana. Um, Bobby, in these last couple of years, to me, has done everything we've asked, um, building relationships with the high school coaches, building off being a Montana native, um, but then also the relationships he's able to develop with, with these guys you know, through the process. Uh, Justin Udy recruits Idaho. Um, his home state. Um, Sam Mix recruits Washington, uh, his home state. Uh, and obviously, 
know, Sam did a, a really good job this year and he, not that he should get all the credit, but he gets a lot of the credit as far as developing those relationships with all five of those young men to start. Um, Sean Howe, who does hail from Morgan and recruits the, the part of Oregon that we recruit and then um, also recruits down in Southern California. Uh, Tyler Walker recruits San Diego in the uh, Inland Empire in Southern California. Uh, Brian Shepard recruits Central California. Um, then was also very involved with the, the defensive backs in, in Texas. Um, Nick John Baptiste recruits Houston, where he is from. And then um, between Al Johnson, um, Coach Garza and, and Coach House, right? They all recruited in the, the Metroplex Dallas Fort Worth. So I think I got all areas covered there. Yeah, and you said there's a specific area of Oregon that you guys recruit. Well, we just don't recruit the whole state. I mean, Fort, Portland probably down, but MG is where we, we focus our most part. Yeah. Um, and then I was, um, I just wonder if the, um, you know, the the changes with the portal and, and the NIL in the last few years, how's that? How have you kind of adjusted your recruiting or everybody recruited their, um, adjusted their recruiting style and methods? I guess. Well, I think you, you can't be blind to the fact that your season ends, you might, um, you might lose some guys. I guess that's, that's where you start. So you're, you're trying to work ahead. You're trying to retain those guys and, and you know, do everything you can to, to make our experience, um, is impactful that it's, it's it's not one that guys uh you know are willing to leave but when you start talking about um the money getting thrown around that's that's a world that we can't necessarily compete in um and that's the nature of it at, at this level i think it's even you go look crossways at the highest level that's probably the nature of it a little bit too um so that's part of it i think you got to be you got to be just ready to ready to react in those scenarios you you have to have at least a a mindset that okay, if we're if we're gonna have to replace some guys, uh, we better keep our eyes open to see what's out there. Um, but I think at the same time, where it has benefited us, uh, not as many people are recruiting high school kids. You know, I, I'd be anxious to see what the percentage of let's say Power Five signing classes or, or whatever what that looks like relative to maybe what it looked like five years ago. I you know, whatever the percentage is, the, the number of high school kids getting signed by those programs is much lower. So then that becomes this trickle down. And, and I think there's a better high school kid out there on the other side for us, if we can identify them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that that have changed in the last five years and you have to change the best you can with them and know that it's probably still changing um, on the fly. And each year's a new year, as far as what your roster looks like relative to how that's potentially going to change and, and at the same time you want to keep bringing in guys that you can develop and, and you know if you develop them so well that someone else is going to want them that's just part of it you know you hopefully what you what you were able to uh provide for them while they're here and, and vice versa you know was pretty impactful and I, and I think I think that's been the case so um while it's frustrating it's part of the world we're in you just you got to be able to to move on from it Obviously, the NFL guys you you advertise and, re and recruiting. Um, I, I don't know if this is something you you ever say that to them directly, but is like guys going to Washington and Cal? Is that something that ever comes up in a conversation with the recruit of like, hey, you could? Um, I like I know what I don't know that that's a world that we want to 
we want to get get in a whole lot because um, then you're making it before you've even started about the next opportunity, you know, and if we can make it maybe about the NFL opportunity, that's great. But no, I think you, you, you recruit guys you think uh, are really going to enjoy being here that have the, the capacity to develop and while they're here really make an impact. Um, that's what it's going to be about. And, and, you know, I, I think, I think guys can make the NFL here from here. They've, we've shown that. They, I think that's every, they're looking everywhere. So um, you hope guys understand that, and they want to. They want they want Montana State to be their entire journey, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna. You know, it's gonna always play out that way. Coach, you mentioned you know the tight ends adding a few guys there, losing Trayton and Derek. Was that a position group that you really wanted to find more depth in? I guess just could you name the certain position groups if they're running? You were really looking to add the depth um, with the loss of seniors. Yeah, I think that that position group, as far as uh, if you said per capita, would have been the one hit as much as any. So yeah, we went into it, um, you know, really liking some of our younger guys that haven't uh, haven't quite done a lot yet. Um, haven't been given those that opportunity, but no. Wanted to add from the bottom up, continue to add from the bottom up, and then you know it became apparent again, you know, as we were going through the the tail end of the season in particular, that you know Lubin's okay. We think has some real potential to to be like uh, a Derek Snell, but that's not going to happen next year. So if we could find a guy that could uh, become that or something along those lines sooner than later, we wanted to be able to do that. I, I think Ryan Largan played really well at the end of the year, but he's not everything either. None of the guys are everything, you know, so uh, really trying to keep them, you know, within the skill set they, that they have is, is something. So yes, tight end, um, you know, I think we're always going to bring old lineman in. So that, that number, you know, is, is probably uh, pretty typical. And I, I think the same could be said, looking at the, the defensive side with the secondary, you know, I mentioned that linebacker, I felt that that was a real important thing and that's not numbers, but that was, you know, we got the two guys and, and, but, uh, you know, how we saw Ryan in particular early on was was really important. And then, you know, D-line, um, maybe not big numbers, but, uh, you know, we we certainly wanted to find some guys that we felt like, you know, you you, you turn over maybe a year that could be um, that could be on that field. So, you know, I think each and every year uh, you hope that you have a recruiting class made up of all positions. I know the one position that we didn't recruit this year was quarterback. You know, that was pretty intentional from the start with with our depth, especially our, our young depth um, that we do feel really good about. Coulter, do you have anything? A DUI is a serious charge, and the process can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, and I have the experience and knowledge necessary to effectively represent you and make the situation manageable. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today. Is there like a, a, a characteristic or something that these guys have in common when, when you're looking at it like especially when you're bringing in a class full of so many high school guys do you sort of personality evaluate to see how they maybe fit together well yeah you want a group that uh um that's competitive that's hungry you know uh it doesn't and, and that's sometimes that the level of success they can have at the high school level isn't always completely within their control but you know how do they compete when they're out there um, how hungry are they for this opportunity? I think so much is so much can be made out of recruiting rankings and stars and that kind of stuff. So we don't you get caught up in any of that. It's just how, you know, how competitive are they? How hungry? And then 
you know, for us being able to really evaluate guys as seniors, you hope that that shines through as a guy continues to improve. Um, it's not a, a deal where, you know, a guy really flashes as a junior, does well at a camp, and then levels off. That's probably not the kid that we're interested in because, you know, our kids need to be trending um, the right way. And they, and they hopefully have the ability to trend, continue to trend while they're here. So, you know, they maybe all have a story in, in some regard why, you know, they are signing um, at the FCS level versus maybe the power five level or whatever. Um, but, you know, whatever that part of the story is, we couldn't, we'll, we'll not compromise on that, that competitive nature, that hunger to be part of uh, something bigger than themselves. I mean, on that note that I want to ask you about Mason Deathman, because I mean, he's an outstanding athlete, but he's been playing, you know, in the middle of nowhere, six man football. So it seems like he's like kind of the next in line of these guys that might have that crazy upside. Yeah, we sure hope so. And I think it certainly helped uh, you know, the example that, uh, that Brody has been able to lay uh, in front of him. Um, Brody dates his sister um, sidebar, I guess that doesn't hurt, but then, you know, Bryce in the middle, um, Bryce played six man, Brody didn't play six man, Bryce, Bryce and Mason were on the same field two years ago. And it was like, it was those two playing one-on-one -on -one and there was 10 other guys out there. So I think, you know, that's what you got to be able to paint a picture of, Hey, here's how we see you. You know, you might not see yourself quite like this, especially coming out of a junior year, but here's, here's how we see you. And, and you know, you might, I remember, you know, Mason asked me back in February, he goes, well, what do I need, need to weigh? I said, I don't even care what you weigh. You, what do you weigh right now? Like 190 pounds. And I, and I said, what do you think Brody weighed when he was a, a senior, oh, 190 pounds, you know? So I think, I think just being able to paint that picture, but really yeah, be able to see something in them, whether it is Mason, whether it's Bryce Greeby, Brody Greeby, obviously trade and Pickering, um, you know, just because they come from a, a class, class C environment, uh, boy, it doesn't, doesn't, shouldn't hold them back. So, you know, really excited to, to add, add Mason and, 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 you know, have a class B player, have a class A player amongst the class double A players in the state as well. Just having that ability. I mean, people in Montana, they're going to be analyzing this. They love kids from Montana. So having sort of the, the leeway and also the patience from like the fan base and, and the boosters and stuff to, to know that guys, so because you have so many stories of this, right. Guys that have become great players. So, I mean, do you like that as a coach, just sort of knowing that it is, about the development in the long term? Well, absolutely. The more guys on this list, say in three, four years, that people will say, how did they end up at Montana State? That's what you want. Right. And whether that's an in-state kid or an out-of-state kid, in particular, those in-state stories, you know, where did Trade Pickering come from? How, what did he look like? So now that he's this as a, as a senior, this fully grown man, um, you know, certainly the same would be said about Brody as he enters his senior year. Yeah, I mean, because guys need to develop for us. Our stars are guys that, that probably aren't absolute stars coming out of, uh, out of high school for whatever reason, um, whether it's where they're from, their size, um, you name it, whatever that story is. And then to be able to capitalize on, on where they are at as 17 or 18 year olds and make them, allow them to become something different by the time they're 21, 22. That's what this is all about. Uh, you know, and, and, recruiting again becomes so much about rankings and stars and that's all based off of who knows what um it certainly isn't is the greatest predictor i know that much 
So we want guys that are, uh, are that they ultimately see what they can become. They want to become all that we see in them, and then they're willing to put the work in and do it at a place that they're having a great experience at. Because that was sort of part of your story as a player too. I mean, does that like give you more belief in in this system, or I mean, how does that part fit in? Well, I maybe not so much me as a player necessarily. I don't know about that, but I recruited small town. North Dakota and Minnesota for the better part of a decade. And, you know, I, we were committed to that and the number of players that, uh, you know, much like the guys that we're talking about that had success here, you know, they're out there and you got to be able to identify them. You got to be able to know that um, you can't take them for what they're maybe they, they appear right now and, and what are they going to become and how do you see that and get to know them and be able to paint that picture again to what we think they, be, they, they, they can become. So to have that background, I probably more on the recruiting side, more than just my own experience. Um, uh, I know that you can find players anywhere and, and that's, that's what we, we have to be able to do. And I, I do think we've done a good job here, not only in this group, but the previous groups as well. The other individual guy I wanted to ask about was Key Christensen because, I mean, the kid's a flat winner. He's come on our radio show several times because all he's done is, you know, stack up championships. So, I mean, what do you think of just the the sort of winning mentality that he brings? Yeah, very impressive. Uh, no nonsense. No, you know what, uh, he's certainly the star, but you'd never guess it. Um, you know, a part of a successful team is, you know, no one cares who gets the credit because if you have success, everybody's going to get it. I think Key is is that in a nutshell. Um very, very humble, but how he competed and how he performed in the, the biggest moments as this season went along. And, and, you know, that on top of what he'd done before was, you know, made it clear that if we can get key uh, in our program, we can get an opportunity. Um, I'm going to bet on the fact that he's going to do something for us down the road. So, yes, that mentality and there's a, there's a competitor, there's a, hum, uh, a humble competitor in there. And, and, you know, that's, that's what you want uh, these guys to possess, you know, because they, they, they're becoming something bigger than themselves. Montana State is not about one person or any small group of people. It's about everybody doing everything they can within their role to, to get us where we need to go. And last one for me, I, I talked to Denarius McGee about this over the years, and you mentioned it, guys that come from Texas. They, they sort of see that parallel of football's a big deal in Montana too. So do you th I mean, it's always an acclimation point from guys that come from out of state and warm weather places, but it seems like there's maybe less of a learning curve for those guys. Yeah. It's, it, it makes it uh, a lot easier to convince them and, and probably at least in the area areas we recruit um, having those guys come to a game day environment uh, is so critical and having them, feel that energy and, and, uh, you know, uh, they're generally, uh, a little bit more, uh, further along as far as their football intellect and all those things. So, um, but they love football. I think that's what, you know, in my, I suppose, last 10 years in particular, trying to recruit those, those, uh, population bases of, of California and Texas, uh, there's no question that those Texas kids that you get, uh, they they love football and they 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 identify certainly with the environment that that we have and you know some of them think they identify with I think the the western part of north or what uh, what we bring here I guess uh, in Montana um, there's a little bit of carryover there I suppose but 
you know, I think it's more just that the, the football part really, really does matter. And uh, they see it matters here as well. Uh, just two quick ones for me. Um, all scholarship or any preferred walk-ons? In no, it's a combination. And, you know, honestly, I'd rather not even separate that out here. You know, full scholarship, partial scholarships, uh, preferred walk-ons. You know, we're we're in the business. All these guys are going to get the opportunity. And how it plays out, you know, if we went through the guys that are out there on on Saturdays for us, it would be the same combination. And, and obviously, the, the scholarship piece does, does work itself out as we go along. But at, at this level, when you have 63 scholarships, for 85 guys and you have 109 guys on the team, you know, you need a, a blend of all of that. So, you know, uh, that's the same with this group. Um, you know, excited to see what they do with their opportunity over the next uh, next couple of years. And I'm just curious with Dal Noble, um, you've had at least one. I know Sean Chambers was a Rutgers commit initially, and then you he flipped over to Wyoming. Is does that experience with guys like that did that help you in this situation? Well, I think. Uh, it's, you know, different situations, but I think what you do is, you know, like when, when Dalton called me this fall and said he was committing to Army, um, I, I said, while disappointed, um, you know, I'm happy for you. You've made your decision. Um, you just, you're thinking you're doing what's best for him. So those kind of leaving those conversations at that rather than, you know, taking the other direction of saying, well, what, what the heck are you doing? What are you thinking? Why are you going to a place clear across the country? Any, any of that. So I think you leave the conversations at that. You, you don't close the door. Um, I think that's that's been the best practice. And, and you know, a situation like you know, happened with Dalton. Dalton came back and was interested in us. And, and at that time, we were still interested. So pleased with how it worked out. But, you know, I think it comes down to maybe how you handle that, that phone call you don't want to get sometimes. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com rewards to register and start saving. Town 